think Compliance Life has dealt with the journey to and sometimes from the CCO chair. In this month's episode, I take things on a little bit different path by talking to someone who's been in the compliance trenches for nearly 20 years. My guest this month is Joya Williams. Joy began life as a legal secretary, later became a paralegal, and then moved into compliance. Since 2002 or so, she's been in the compliance field, literally on the front lines in the compliance department at several major energy companies in Houston. I know you'll enjoy this month's episode of The Compliance Life. In part one, from a legal secretary to a compliance professional. The Compliance Life details the journey to and in the role of a chief compliance officer. How does one come to sit in the CCO chair? What are some of the skills a CCO needs to successfully navigate the compliance waters in any company? What are some of the top challenges CCOs have faced and how did they meet them? These questions and many others will be explored in this new podcast series. The Compliance Life is hosted by Tom Fox, and each month he'll present the story of one CCO through four episodes. The Compliance Life is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, and they'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Welcome to this month's edition of The Compliance Life. Take things in a little bit different direction today. We don't have someone who sits in the CCO chair. We have someone who sits in the compliance profession. And that's my good friend and colleague, Joya Williams. So, Joya, first of all, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me about your journey through compliance. Well, thank you, Tom, for having me. I'm excited to be a part of this podcast. So, Joy, one of the things that I've always admired about you is your own personal journey through compliance, uh, really starting with legal. Uh, but as you have progressed, uh, frankly, you've been in compliance pretty much as long as most people now. Uh, and I thought it would be great to explore your own journey. But we wanted to start on this episode one with um, sort of where did you come from? And uh, where did you start working? And what was uh, those early days like for you before you really even got into compliance? So maybe you could start off by telling us uh, where you were born, but more importantly, where you grew up. Sure, Tom. Uh, I consider myself a native Houstonian, but actually I was born in Fort Hood, Texas, when my dad was in the Army. Both of my parents are native Houstonians. They grew up at, uh, in Houston, attending rival uh, high schools, uh, Yates High School and Wheatley. And I grew up uh, in my early years in Sunnyside, which is off of 288. And my parents later moved to the Sagemont area uh, further south. Uh, and I attended J. Frank Dolby High School, which is in the Pasadena Independence. So I'm wearing District. my little J. Frank Dolby Longhorn shirt just for you. Hook 'em horns. Hook em horns. So, Thank you. Yates and Wheatley. That's a interesting combination. Yeah. I bet they had some great uh, family events at uh, that football game and those basketball games. Absolutely. My dad was actually uh, playing football for Yates, and my mom was a majorette for Wheatley. So, yeah, it was a lot of trash talking in my house growing up. <laughs> so, what uh, what were your so your early professional career, Joya? 
Well, before moving into uh, a paralegal role, Tom, I actually worked uh, as a legal secretary. My first job, uh, I got it because of my typing speed was was very high when I had to take a typing test, which is something you had to do back in the day. I don't even know if they require that anymore. But my first job was working for a mortgage company. I was preparing closing documents for residential and commercial loans. Um and later on, I uh, accepted an offer to work for one of the top bankruptcy law firms in Houston, formerly known as Shinefield Mailey and Kay, as a legal secretary. Uh, and while working for Shinefield Mailey and Kay for numerous years, I uh, supported the tax, bankruptcy, and litigation teams. Then um, while working at Seanfield, Maley and Kay, one of the attorneys, Walter Thurman, decided to go out on his own, and he asked me to join him to start up a tax and bankruptcy boutique law firm, uh, formerly known as Allie and Thurman, and I mainly ran the office and uh, conducted legal secretary and paralegal duties while working for them uh, for quite some time. Then I had a little change in lifestyle, got married, I have a daughter, and the long hours in the law firm were just too much, and I needed a little bit more work-life balance. So I had an opportunity to go and work uh, in corporate legal, and that opportunity was with Enron, which was a great opportunity. Everybody wanted to work at Enron, so I accepted the offer. And while working at Enron, I supported the transactional attorneys as a legal secretary until, of course, the fall of Enron. After the fall of Enron, you moved to uh, a company that, frankly, has been featured on several of these podcasts. Uh, Whether you're from Houston or beyond, you have heard of Baker Hughes. You've heard of Jay Martin, who was a longtime CCO. And you've heard about the Baker Hughes compliance uh, function and the compliance department. But uh, uh so you moved to Baker Hughes kind of for a lifestyle reason, but it led you to compliance. So uh, how did you get into compliance and what was it really like uh, for you uh, at Baker Hughes? Sure, Tom. Uh, before Baker Hughes and after Enron, I actually worked uh, a little while for Gibbs and Bruns. I was I was one of the fortunate ones to get a job quickly after uh, the fall of Enron. Two weeks later, I got a job at Gibbs and Bruns. Uh, working as a legal secretary again, and they were representing the Enron Board of Directors, which was heavy-duty work at that time uh, because of the Enron scandal. So I headed to uh, Baker Hughes following Gibbs and Bronze. And while working at Baker Hughes and as a legal secretary and, and working in the litigation department, I wanted more. So I wanted to become a paralegal. I was doing the work and I felt like I had the experience. And at Baker Hughes, it was a requirement uh, for you to have a paralegal certificate to work as a paralegal. So I enrolled in the Center for Advanced Legal Studies paralegal program and I attended classes at night to obtain my associate's degree in paralegal studies, and I later obtained my paralegal certification. Now, I started out as a a litigation legal secretary uh, at Baker, but soon after, Jay Martin, 
joined Baker Hughes and the compliance team uh, grew quickly and they needed support. Um, and I was asked to support uh, ethics and compliance. I have to confess, I went kicking and screaming. I was loving litigation and <laughs> litigation was my background. And, you know, after I learned what uh, Jay was doing with the program and developing the policies and procedures, and I realized, well, this is what could have saved my job and so many others uh, losses from Enron. My passion grew for ethics and compliance. And under Jay Martin's leadership, I learned so much about ethics and compliance, the purposes of policies and procedures, and the importance of due diligence. It was just outstanding, an outstanding experience. And I am so grateful for that opportunity. And I know others are as well, because since Baker Hughes, so many of the uh, ethics and compliance attorneys and the investigators have left Baker Hughes and gone on and become chief compliance officers for other uh, corporate companies in Houston. So, Joy, I was wondering if you might say a few words or what your thoughts are on certifications. I'm typically not really big on certifications, but you got an associate's degree in paralegal studies. Uh, you use that to get a certification. I was wondering if uh, you could give a few thoughts on uh, what the certification meant to you and how really you use not simply your education uh, to get that certification, but how that certification has helped you in the rest of your career going forward. I believe in certifications, Tom. Uh, as I continue developing my career, uh, I noticed that uh, the opportunities that I was seeking uh, as a young paralegal and not as experienced as others uh, in legal, the paralegal certification uh, opportunities were slim, but they were more advanced opportunities. And I wanted that advanced opportunity. I always like learning more and doing more. And the certification was something that was important. It was necessary. It was a requirement. And I chose to do that so I could further my career as a paralegal. Um, I also obtained a certification, my compliance certification as well, which has also been important uh, in various roles uh, working for legal ethics and compliance departments throughout my career. Uh, many chief compliance officers have found it important for their staff to have compliance certifications uh, because it shows that we are committed to learning more, doing more, and advancing our careers, our development, and just further knowledge of the ethics and compliance uh, arena. And learning, having that compliance certification and also my paralegal certification it kept me rooted in learning different areas of compliance, different areas of litigation, not just litigation, but also data privacy, uh, ABC, just various areas that you can learn more and do more in. And so I didn't get locked into just one particular area. It kept me 
learning more and expanding my knowledge across all legal areas, which was very important for my growth and development. Just hinted at uh, what the work was like at Baker Hughes, but let's expand on that a little bit because you were there when it had hit the fan and Baker was in the midst of a very big, very messy FCPA investigation. Jay was brought in to to help get the company through that and rebuild it. But what was it really like, uh, even down to, you know, for you uh, in the kind of 03, 04, 05, uh, 06, when you guys were just getting hammered with requests, you were having to investigate. And I don't want to say it was about the company situation, but it was a very significant investigation. And uh, Baker Hughes, uh, you know, did come out of it. And uh, it was it, obviously Jay Martin had a big impact on that, but it wasn't just Jay Martin. It was all the way up and down. It was people like you doing that work. So what was it like being in the trenches back then? <laughs> oh, Tom, it was tough. <laughs> Jay is tough. Uh, he knows what he wants and he does not stop until he gets it done. And um, but he's a gentle beast. I have to say that. But uh, very hardworking, and uh, I can say that we got the work done. It was um, a lot of updating and and changing, uh, but we perfected what needed to get done uh, in a timely manner, uh, which made Jay Proud, the the Baker Hughes Board of Directors, uh, on up the chain, everyone was proud of the work. But it was a lot of hard work and hours put into getting those achievements. Uh, Jay was very uh, knowledgeable of what could be done and by whom. Uh, I think he delegated the work appropriately and we all got it done. It was a team effort. We all worked together and it it was not a problem getting it done, but it was hard work. And it was a learning curve for me because I didn't know a lot about ethics and compliance uh, policies and procedures and codes of conduct. I I had read them and and knew and signed off on them for different jobs, but uh, getting into the details and of, of, you know, writing a code of conduct and understanding the policies and procedures for, you know, different areas of compliance was a great learning curve for me. And uh, we just got it done. Great team uh, of attorneys, uh, also a paralegals. And we had, I just say, we had top-notch people to get the work done. And I'm proud to be a part of that group. Joya, you were able to use your Baker Hughes experience, your own certifications, and what you were able to to gain in the workplace uh, to move on from Baker Hughes, as, as many compliance professionals in Houston uh, did could you tell us uh, what your next role was? Sure, Tom. My next role uh, was I went to Weatherford, and I worked as a paralegal at Weatherford, uh, which kept me really, really busy. I went to Weatherford with actually a group of uh, Baker Hughes staff. Uh, Baker Hughes was laying off uh, at the time, and uh, and I had survived several layoffs and, you know, it just wasn't, you know, a guarantee that I wasn't going to uh, survive the next one. And, you know, 
you got to keep food on the table. And, and I had the great opportunity to learn more and develop my career as a paralegal and remain in ethics and compliance. So I went over to Weatherford with a, a small group of Baker Hughes colleagues. Joy, unfortunately, we are uh, near the end of our time for this episode, but I hope our listeners will join us in our next episode where we uh, pick up on your uh, journey through compliance. Joya, I greatly look forward to continuing this conversation. Same here. Thank you, Tom. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening to this episode of The Compliance Life. I hope you will join me again next week where I take up another episode in The Compliance Life. The Compliance Life is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. If you would like to be featured on The Compliance Life, please uh, give me an email at uh, tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Also, if you like this series, please give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, Any review and rating would definitely help get the word out about the latest addition to the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.